0: This is The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. It's already almost mid-September. This is The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And once again, joining us, sitting in for Jamie Ivey, we have counselor, author, podcaster, and friend of the show, Kristen Howerton. Hello. Hello, hello. Good to have you back. Uh, We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Hillsong Young and Free. They just released their fourth album. It's called All of My Best Friends. It's based on this podcast. It's not It's not based on this podcast, but these are all of my best friends. Also, after this opening segment, we have a pretty big announcement that we want to make. Wow. I'm going to bring our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee, onto the show. He's going to tell us a little news here in the relevant world, and uh, we're very excited for you to hear it, so... That's coming up next. And of course, coming up later, we also have slices and your feedback. The feedback segment is great. Uh, You guys sent us in uh, a bunch of awkward and funny audio clips. So you don't want to miss that. So front to back, this is a good one. But up first, if you heard Friday's episode where Kristen joined us, you know that we got to know her a little bit with a few uh, table topic questions at the beginning of the show. I'm doing it again. So, Kristen, if you're ready, here we go. I got a few randomly selected questions for you. Okay. In your opinion, Mm -hmm. what is the worst movie of all time?
2: Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, gosh. Um, There's so many. Yeah, you you gotta think. There's
3: a lot of, like, direct-to-DVD ones that... And, and and it's tough because some cross the line of it's so bad it becomes good like you know, like you're talking no, like the I room some or something you know yeah. Yeah. yeah i
2: i have some of those so bad it's good well, movies i okay, have
1: one the one you hate you just hate this movie like everything it may be a good horror movie but you just hated it it was a bad experience for you or something
2: okay i'm going to share one that i just watched and i didn't get through it but it you know when you're on netflix and it keeps telling you to watch the same movie over and over again yeah. you're like fine yeah yeah and I'm like okay fine I'll I'll do this because I have nothing to do with my time but watch Netflix. So um it's called Drunk Parents. It's with Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek and I it is that. terrible. <laughs> it's so- so bad it's a
1: it's a straight to DVD one it just was in a the straight Netflix DVD, era. Yeah, yeah which is
2: what that which is what I said I'm like I don't feel like I should watch a movie I've never heard of like if no one's mentioned it on Twitter yeah. and it's pretty recent like yeah. something's wrong. It's but a red but flag. you know I'm like, well, it's a comedy Alec Baldwin can be funny it's terrible. it's really what, really bad what we Didn't saw get that- through it.
3: My, my wife and I were, were doing the same thing, scanning Netflix, and we saw, like, again, the algorithm told us, and it's like, oh, Jim yeah. Gaffigan's in it, too. Like, oh, we'll give it a shot. Yes. And we're like, let's just watch the trailer. We didn't even make it 30 seconds into the trailer. We're like, this is bad. This is there, This is really bad.
2: Well, I think that's where my mistake started was not watching the trailer.
3: Yeah. Did you make it through the whole thing?
2: No, 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 no. I think like 30 minutes and I was like, I'm out. I can't do this. It's yeah. so bad.
3: Yeah, <laughs> tap it out. Tap it out in the first act. Yeah.
4: yeah. Derek, what's your uh, least favorite movie? Oh my gosh. I don't I don't know, man. I usually just block trash movies out of my mind. I'm like, I have wasted my time. I'm never gonna watch <laughs> like I hate that I wasted my time. I don't even want to remember this. I can't even think of a of a movie that I'm like, yo, this is awful. Like cause I just just rather just focus on the good things in life <laughs> instead of the bad things. I, I don't know if it's the worst movie, but the one that was most baffling
3: to me was Taken 2. Like the Liam Neeson movie, you know, (laughs) like because it's literally just taken one with just different characters. Like the plot is exactly the same. They didn't even even say, hey, this time it's someone else who's getting kidnapped. It's like the
4: same daughters again. Like like, how
2: many times can one person be kidnapped? Yeah, we just went through this last summer. That's
4: another thing, too. I don't watch movies that like if I feel like. It's gonna be trash. I don't jump in. Like, so taken two, I was like, nope, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, it's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna jump in that. But I'll, actually, you know what, Jesse, I forgot one, and you probably might a- appreciate this. The Green Lantern was a terrible movie. The Ryan Reynolds one. Yes, that movie yeah. was awful yeah and, and even
3: he acknowledges that now even really, like Deadpool. Like that. Yeah. he does yeah he yeah.
4: cracked a joke on that in, in one of the Deadpool movies so wow yeah so that I, that might be the only one that I can write like, but I try to dodge movies that I'm like no this is gonna be a waste of my time like yeah, I'm good yeah. yeah all
1: right Kristen if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life what would they be three foods
2: okay are these like meals like can I pick like a <laughs> Kristen Howardson,
1: if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? <laughs> this is a table topic. I don't think it's that difficult.
3: <laughs> I, I, no, I, no, but it could be a food of multiple ingredients. Is what you are okay, saying? Like that tacos. Tacos. was like a clarifying tacos. question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is
2: it multiple ingredients? Okay, yeah. I, I would choose. This is very specific, and I know the answer. California Pizza Kitchen barbecue chicken salad delicious mm. it's very refreshing is that um, one of those
1: places like cheesecake factory where you're like i'm gonna get the salad but then when you read later it was like 2800 calories so oh, it's for like sure. i mean okay. you might as
2: well eat a piece of pizza okay. yeah it's Got just you. covered yeah. in ranch and fat yeah. um also from <laughs> california pizza kitchen is this a national chain or am i just saying things that no one's ever heard of no, California, yeah, no, it's national, that's yeah, everywhere, it's right? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm in California, yeah. so I'm not really sure. Um, also, from them, the Thai chicken pizza, delicious, mm, really good. It has a peanut sauce. It's delicious. Uh, my third food. Gosh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets.
3: Mm, that's hey. that's definitely on top of my list.
2: I'm going to give a faith-based answer,
3: Chick-fil-A. Kristen, over under four, I'm talking times of the month that you find yourself at CPK.
2: Well, <laughs> not that often because it's kind of far from my house. And by mm. kind of far, I mean, it's like 15 minutes away, which yeah. in Southern California speak might as well be in another state because of traffic. So, In Southern California, you have like a five mile radius that you're willing to drive to. And after that, it's a road trip. So I'm not road tripping to the California pizza kitchen that's 15 minutes from my house all that often these days. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Fair
3: enough.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. uh, What two items would you grab if your house was on fire? What two items would you grab if your house was on fire? My laptop. My laptop. What about your children?
2: Oh 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 Which the, two children would
1: you grab oh. if your house was on fire? <laughs>
4: Yo It
2: depends on the day. It depends on the day. Um,
4: <laughs> Wild. Leaving the kids got the Wild. laptop. I'm good. I'm good.
2: <laughs> right now I have a kid on my naughty list. <laughs> so but yeah, anyway. Um Okay, if we're counting children, no, we're not I'm- counting children. No. I was kidding. Okay, okay. I would take my laptop. Okay. And then I would try to probably do a mad scramble for some scrapbooks. You know, oh. like I would want the memorabilia. You can replace everything else. I would <laughs> yeah, want yeah. the memory stuff.
4: Yeah. Okay. Derek, what would you do? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm grabbing old photos, and I'm not. Yeah, I probably would grab old photos and underwear. I can't think like <laughs> I don't think I have with. any photos here. They're all digital. For like, real? Yeah. I can't yes. think I got a bunch of stuff from like like way, way, way back. Like old like photo books that I definitely will have with like, you know, grandparents, dad, all that stuff oh in there. You know See what I'm all saying? that
1: all that stuff's at my parents' house. Oh, like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, I got all that And then yeah Probably underwear Or maybe some music equipment Actually no Under- I take it back Underwear Your house on fire Derek runs in there bravely He's running out With an arm full of
1: underwear And <laughs> nothing draws. Else. Derek
4: you, know, you my, can
2: replace that At Target That is like 20 true bucks. That is, that is
4: so true trab. That is true I probably would grab My dad's guitars I forgot there you about go. that yeah. there you go. Yeah, there I would grab, grab my dad's guitars Alright Jesse What about you
3: yeah. Mine are not very exciting because outside of my laptop, I, I would just be like, I
4: don't, I don't really care.
3: I mean, don't you know, like I, I can't think of anything that I have that's one, all that valuable. And two, has, is all that sentimental. Maybe that just says a lot about me as a person that I don't really have things in. Like whenever I watch, you know, remember when everyone was going on the like the Marie Kondo kick and you're mm-hmm. supposed to like look at something until mm-hmm. you, you brought a joy. I'm very indifferent about things. Like <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to this, uh, you know, old pair of jeans. I feel like I can just get rid of it. Like, no sweat, not really causing <laughs> me any joy, causing me indifference. Like, everything is pretty, other than the laptop, just because it'd be like, man, it'd be a bummer to have to do all that work over again. <laughs> like, and, it's, and that's more for just selfish reasons. I can't really think of anything else. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I've thought about this too, guys. I feel like, as humanity, as we're a place in humanity where we're outside of the golden era of, like, burglaries in, like, cat burglars like if i were like when i was a kid maybe just because i watch home alone a lot i thought like there was a legit like threat all the time of cat burglars pulling off like a home invasion and making away with all of our things while we slept like as a kid i thought this is just something you're
1: living in because i think home break-ins is a real thing
3: in a lot of parts of a lot of cities but i'm just saying if i were to break into a home if i were to break into a home just hypothetically, if I'm the cat burglar, right? Yeah. I don't know what to take that's worth anything. Like, well, I have to dismount the flat screen TV. Like, that's a lot of work. I whatever we bring your toolkit. Like, if you just put me, if, if you just said, hey, there's an empty house right there, the homeowners aren't home, you have one hour to pillage, right? And, ju- and just make, a- I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, I don't know. This, this IKEA lamp, I, I, I might be able to turn that. Like, if I'm just in somebody's home and you're asking yeah. me to just burglar, it right. and, and and with the goal of like people don't have China fine China anymore like the stuff no. you see cat burglars taking the movies the fine China the like jewelry their, and the, the, the jewelry yeah the, yeah, the you know uh, electronics Do people would have that stuff anymore because a flat screen it's way cheaper so I can buy a flat screen right Let's now for like two hundred dollars yeah. yeah I don't know Facts. what I would take if Facts. I burglarized the home all right, that's all I'm saying I think we're outside <laughs> I think we're outside the window of like of just you can become a cat bur- a successful cat burglar anymore i just don't feel like it's possible in the I average i think you're
2: home. right i think it was like our parents generation like we got robbed when i was a kid and my dad had like my dad had Gold bullions. I don't even know what those are. <laughs> oh, like, wow. In our house and like coin collections. So they got away with like thousands of dollars. And just like you, I'm like looking around my house, like, what? I have nothing worth more than $500. <laughs> like, nothing
1: well, is Think about it now. Everything is cards. Everything is, we all have banks. But back in the 50s and 60s, like it was a big deal that, you know, you had to go to the bank and fill out paperwork to get mm-hmm. money. So you kept a lot more at your house. Right. right. You know, so, like, like now my, it's
3: like, who has cash? My My parents had a safe growing up. In their closet, they had a safe, right? If I had a safe right now, it's like, what am I possibly going to put in there? Like, what do I feel like constitutes, its value constitutes living in a giant safe in my closet? Like, I just don't know. All I'm saying, yeah, that is a privileged thing to say, that I don't constantly worry about home invasion like I did when I was a child and watch Home Alone. But I also put myself in the position of the cat burglar is, I have no idea what to steal. That isn't a tremendous... A tremendous amount of work to get out of that house.
1: All right. We got to move so long here. Uh, one last question. Uh, do you, Kristen Hammerton, think or do you have any habits that you think are unusual or quirky? Mm. Habits. Mm,
2: that's a good question. Um, well, I, this isn't a habit, but this is a collection that's weird. And I don't really collect things, but I do have a very, Large and very nerdy collection of playbills of plays I've seen over the last 20 years. Okay. And it's, it's extensive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever like just open up the box and just like sift through them and reminisce or you just have them?
2: I just have them. I just have them. So you're a hoarder
1: is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I will say this. My daughter, who is also now a theater nerd, I've converted her. Um, actually took a bunch of them and f- has a whole wall of them framed in her room
1: okay that's cool so that's, that's the nerd
2: cool. level that we're at over All here right. with musical that's theater cool.
1: well I feel yeah. like we know you at a whole other level now thank you for indulging our <laughs> table topics questions stay tuned up next we have some news you don't want to miss it oh, 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 baby
5: You're listening to
1: St. Motel. The song is Preach. It's not Christian at all, but the title was Preach, so that's why I chose it. It's a good song. Okay, I alluded to some news. And we have some news. So for this news, I am going to welcome to the Tuesday episode, Senior Editor of Relevant, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, man. Hey, Cameron. Okay, so I have kicked the rest of the cast to the curb for this brief announcement that we're going to give them. Uh, Listeners, the cast comes back in a couple minutes. Their
6: lawyers said they could not be involved.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So here's the big news, everybody. Uh, As you know, if you're a subscriber to Relevant Magazine, last fall, the print magazine went on hiatus. We, We just felt that the market was shifting, business was shifting. There was too many challenges. It was time for us to step back and look at the... Not the last 20 years... But the next 20 years. And really thought uh, the team really thought, hey, if we were launches, launching this thing from scratch in 2020, knowing what we know, what would we do differently or what would we do? And so it's been nine months, 10 months, 12 months of that process for us. And we have been working on a lot of things behind the scenes. So you might have noticed. That last week we soft launched an all new relevant magazine.com. We haven't made a big deal about that because we're going to be continuing to add features over the coming days and a couple of weeks, but next week and you know, there's a lot of new stuff happening. Okay. Over there uh, this fall, we have some new podcasts and some new video content that will be debuting. You're about to hear about all of that. And then the big news is that we're bringing back relevant magazine. So the big thing for us is there's a difference in content. And when we publish every day, quick stuff, it's following the news cycle. Yes, we have features and other things that we need to talk about at the intersection of faith and culture and a life well lived. But there's something about that long form content, that journalism, the think pieces, the the interviews that go deep, that daily web content just couldn't give us. And so for the last six months, we've been working on what would a new version of magazine content look like. So today, literally today, we are debuting the new era of Relevant Magazine. What that entails is a digital issue every other month. The September issue debuts today. And then we'll have November, January, on and on every other month, just like we used to. There'll be long form features a list celebrities, uh, think pieces that you've come to know from us, all the content that you've loved, beautiful imagery, a great reading experience. And it's all in the magazine section at relevantmagazine.com. But what makes it a magazine and not just a web article? For us, we still love print and we love having something on your coffee table that's tangible, you know? So what we are going to be doing is releasing six digital issues a year. And then once a year, doing an annual, the best of those six issues in print, and we will do an annual edition of Relevant Magazine for your coffee tables. It'll be big and thick and beautiful, and that'll debuting that that will be debuting in 2021. But the first digital issue of Relevant is up today, Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. We're very excited, and so I brought Tyler on to tell you about this. Comeback issue. So tell us, uh, tell us some of the highlights of the content.
6: Yeah, we've got. Well, it, it's been such a journey, and I think that being able to re sort of reimagine what a digital magazine can look like for this era has been just the pure creation of it and also uh, something that's always been important to us is selecting uh, the people that we want to represent, the brand, uh, the right. people that we put on the cover that we want not just to have something important to say, although that is important, uh, not just to be uh, to, to be representative of the era, we're in, although that's also important, but also for this issue trying to represent sort of what are we going to be about in this new era and, right. uh, and for us uh, I'm really excited to announce, because there really is nobody else that we would rather have on the, our digital cover than the good people over at Maverick City Music, um, a, a worship collective that for us at Relevant over the past few months has been not just exciting, but um, but challenging, encouraging, and comforting. And to my ear, sounds like sort of a, a leap forward in the evolution of music worship, of corporate worship. And after we talked to them, a little bit, and and got to know their hearts, their mission, their their purpose, and their courage. Uh, we knew that they were the right people to put on the cover and to make our our focus the primary main focus of this new issue. So, a conversation with a few of those people that I think people are going to be encouraged by, hopefully challenged by. I was challenged by it uh, by my mm-hmm. conversations with them, and uh, and I, I think it's something that I can't wait to share with everybody. So that's that's the. Well, it's a it's a cover it's a digital cover but yeah. what we do at the
1: centerpiece of the of the issue I suppose I yeah, know it's a cover story I mean the way it's designed and marketed it's it's our cover story and uh, you know we kind of have we need to have that linchpin that kind of focal point for every issue. Mav City is charting a new course in worship. I mean, if you've seen their their videos, if you've heard their music at all, you know it's very difficult to describe. And that's why we felt uh, one of the reasons why we felt that they were a great uh, candidate for our first cover. It really does represent a lot of what we're about. I mean, they're genre bending, they're groundbreaking, they're 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 new, and and that's uh, very telling. Uh, but, you know, in the culture space, we also have a list uh, guests. You know, we have uh, the Avet Brothers has a new album. We talked to the, the Avett Brothers. Brothers. Just- we're huge fans <laughs> of them.
6: And I love getting to talk to them a little bit. I talked to Scott Avett about this. And and I've actually never had the opportunity. We've covered them a few times. I've personally never been able to talk to the Avett brothers before. Uh, loved my conversation. Was not expecting him to start talking about... Richard Rohr and the Enneagram. That didn't know that was going <laughs> to be on the. Didn't go into the conversation <laughs> expecting that, but was more than happy to pivot there with him. So, uh, so I, I'm looking forward to everybody seeing that and hearing more about their hearts. Why uh, Oak, great indie band that I've loved for a long time. Was really glad that we were able to finally make that one, get that one to work out. Uh, yep. They've got they're do such interesting music and are such interesting people. Love getting to talk a little bit about them and some of the project they've been working on and Lockdown. Also, uh, the great Jen Hatmaker is going to be in there as right. well. She's some. She's somebody who's been able to, to manage to stay on the forefront, even as the culture has sort of shifted. Things have changed, obviously. The the landscape she works in has gone through some seismic shifts and it hasn't thrown her off her game for a while. If anything, uh, it sort of seems like she's taken that as a challenge to continue to, to stay at the forefront of really important, challenging conversations happening in her sphere. It's been cool and very inspiring to see excited to share a little more about that
1: we also have jordan lee dooley in the issue mm-hmm. who's yeah. an incredibly popular author and uh we also have a lot of the think pieces that you've known from us we we tackle anxiety you know especially in this time and season we're in we have Duran gray who's talking about uh the you know well just read the Derwin Gray piece. It's, it's awesome. And, and, and the The conversation in light of the season that we're in is incredibly profound. Uh, I am
6: proud of of working on, uh, I spent a lot of time working on a piece on Christian nationalism that is in the issue <laughs> here. It's an extremely challenging subject with a lot of ins and outs. A little nervous about how it's going to go over, but but I definitely stand by the things that are in the piece. And, uh, in and some Tyler, of the we, investigation. St- we stand by
1: you, man. We stand okay, by well, you. Okay, well,
6: we'll see what it You say that now. We'll no, listen. But this today. is
1: a, this is a troubling trend. <laughs> and you're talking about Christian nationalism, it's it's really the, the 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 this weird relationship between faith and Christianity and Christian leaders mm-hmm. and this, you know, kind of like country first kind of mindset, which yeah. is the antithesis to so much of the gospel. And so we we wrestle with that and like it is something that this generation needs to be talking about because it's incredibly problematic and it yeah. just seems to be okay with everybody and it's not okay right
6: um so i i'm I hope you read that. I was not prepared when I started working on that piece for just what, uh, what I would find as I started digging <laughs> into it a little more and doing a little more reporting on it. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. Um, and then there's going to be lots of what we've, we've got. Uh, uh, Chad Veach is in the air, our friend Chad. Uh, we have a conversation with him about about what it means to <laughs> about what it means to be a people person. Something that Chad is sort of an expert in, uh, but that he thinks true. that everybody else should be an expert in as well uh, because it's something that God is an expert in, according to him. But I won't say anyone. More than
1: that, We've got your faith content. We've got your think pieces. We've got your culture. We've got your life content. It's all the stuff that you've known from Relevant. We just took a little bit of a break. And now, you know, the new design, the new interface, the new way to engage this content is so much more, I don't know, a little more efficient than mailing paper to people's houses. So uh, <laughs> <What now? laughs> So anyway, check it out. The new, the debut issue of Relevant Magazine, September issue, issue 102. 102 issues man uh, is available now at relevantmagazine.com and guess what totally free I'm not saying it's gonna always be totally free but to celebrate the relaunch totally free so there you go check it out relevantmagazine.com dude thanks Tyler thanks for all your hard work on this issue yeah. excited for everybody to see it uh, check it out relevantmagazine.com alright stay tuned up next Slices
5: Slices
1: you're listening to Jim E. Stack featuring Dijon. The song is Sweet Summer Sweat. This summer, man, we've all had some sweet summer sweat. It's been, it's been a hot one. Did you see... Uh Last year, 2019, was the hottest, talking about global warming, was the hottest summer in recorded history. And this year, 2020, obviously summer's not over yet. But it is right there, neck and neck, and probably will pass 2019 as the hottest summer wow. in recorded history. Oh, I, I wish it's there was some. Hoax.
4: It's a
3: hoax. Yeah. Don't <laughs> believe it. I Don't wish there believe was some. It. I wish there was some explanation for this phenomenon. It's a hoax.
2: Science could explain it to us. It's a hoax. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jesus ain't real. Oh wait, no, that was the last episode.
5: Sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
2: Well, we uh, don't have air conditioning in my house, which is actually fairly common. I know that sounds crazy if you're coming from Florida, as I grew up. But in Southern California, a lot of people don't have AC because it's pretty mild. We're close to the beach. But a couple weeks of the year, it gets so hot that you're like sweating through your clothes inside the house. And I just yeah. become really mean to everyone. Yeah,
3: that, that, that's a misery. Our AC broke uh, earlier this summer, and it is like I, there was times where it's like I just want to go sit out in the car, and I'm just yeah, going to yeah. turn the AC on and just sit in the car for a while. You well, know? and
2: what we usually do is during these hot <laughs> weeks, you, we you just go places that have air conditioning. Like, let's go to a movie, let's go out to eat, but like everything's closed, so we're just sitting in our house uh, in a pandemic, uh, really hot. So,
5: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <Sorry laughs> so that. fun. I, I live. I'm in Florida, and I, I think about how did people live here. Before they invented air conditioning.
5: It's bad.
1: Because back then, they also didn't know how to control the mosquito population. So you have (laughs) your windows open. You'd have humidity, mosquitoes, and stagnant hot air. Who would live here? I don't get it. Anyway. (laughs) Fine now, but you know. Before we move on, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Convoy of Hope. Over the last several months, life has changed for everyone. Businesses have shut their doors, millions of people have lost their jobs, and no one really knows when life will return to normal. But often in the midst of despair, hope flourishes. And while the situation may look bleak, hope is being delivered across the nation. Convoy of Hope is doing everything it can to help people during the pandemic. Their team embarked on a mission to provide 10 million meals to people in desperate need. But to date, because of your help, they've delivered more than 100 million meals to those hit hardest by the pandemic. If you'd like to support their ongoing mission to deliver help to those who need it most, visit convoyofhope.org slash relevant. Now, not only are they doing that, but they also, a major thing that Convoy does, and I'm just telling you this off the cuff, is disaster relief. And with the recent hurricanes in Louisiana, uh, Convoy of Hope was there. And we've been talking about it on our website. But if you want to give to the relief efforts, uh, to those affected by the hurricanes as well, go to convoyofhope.org slash relevant. So whether you want to give to the 100 Million Meals Initiative or Disaster Relief, Convoy is a leader in both spaces. That's convoyofhope.org slash relevant. Do it. They're an amazing organization.
3: Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? All right. Uh, I had a couple of people send me this story and they were questioning my involvement in it. Um, uh, I can, I have an alibi. I haven't been traveling due to, uh, you know, I'm trying to respect the quarantine. Um, so I wasn't there, but a, a, a someone in California, uh, Christine, you might want to look, be on the lookout. Uh, okay. this happened right near LAX. Uh, I was in a lot of trouble because a plane was getting ready to land and then this pilot looked out their window and they saw an individual in a jetpack flying around. Around just outside the window of the plane. Yeah. Okay. They're just jetpacking now. Apparently, it calls a big thing. Apparently, flying in the flight path of a commercial airliner uh, is not something the, no, the FA. Yeah, the frowns upon that these days. Uh, and so they they started doing some some hunting around, and they called a company that makes jetpacks. Another big thing that I learned in this story: there aren't a lot of companies that are actually making jetpacks right now. Oh, the jetpack market market evidently pretty soft right now but uh so they call up the company and they're like hey listen someone uh, there's a, a pilot saw some person on a, a jetpack what, what's your inventory like can we can we trace these things they're like all of our jetpacks are, are 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 spoken for you know Again, jetpack business, not not a really hot one right now. Uh, and not a lot of people are splurging for the jetpack in these tight times. So they couldn't find out where the jetpack originated from. And so they're they're very curious because it, you know the implication is maybe this is uh, you know, some sort of homemade jetpack. Now I was doing a, doing a deep dive <laughs> going down the rabbit hole, and I found this line in one of the stories uh that, that's reporting on this incident, and I'm gonna read it to you guys briefly and and tell you why this is the most exciting part of this story. The Federal Aviation Administration doesn't issue license specifically for operating these devices. A jetpack could be operated as an ultralight vehicle, meaning it would not be registered with the FAA and its operator wouldn't need a pilot's license. That is, if it's fuel, if it's weight, fuel capacity and, and, and speed requirements were met. They buried the lead here, okay? Yeah. Jetpack's are fair game, right? <laughs> there is no rule. I can go jetpacking around right now, and I'm quite literally above the law. Like, I don't know if you guys were recording this. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. Guys, I almost canceled recording because David Blaine did a really cool stunt on YouTube Live this morning where he flew. It wasn't actually that cool, but it was still something to watch during COVID. It was better than- Wait, uh, we
1: were texting you this morning. You're like, sorry, guys, I'm in a meeting. Were you watching the- David Blaine video? I was in a
3: meeting, but I had the David Blaine video playing in the corner. I got up early early to watch it because I didn't know for certain when they were going to take off. It's very complicated. David Blaine floated in the air for about 20 minutes. He got to like 18,000 feet with balloons. He he held a bunch of balloons and, and he floated and then parachuted off like there was no magic involved. It was just like, hey, everyone's bored. We're all in quarantine still. Why don't we watch a guy fly around on balloons? And and here's the thing. I listened to like a podcast interview with him weeks ago leading up to this. All right. Cause I was very interested. And evidently he had to go through all this, all, all kind of rigmarole with the FAA and, you know, uh, the, the law enforcement and safe public safety officials. You're telling me he needs to, he needs to go through all that to, to fly in the air on a bunch of balloons to entertain the American public. But Jetpacking is 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 is, is,
2: totally is the fine. Wild West.
5: Yeah. How, how many? Balloons I just want to point out that Jesse,
2: Jesse used air quotes when he said "public safety."
3: Chris, <laughs> 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 yeah. how much damage could, could a jetpacker possibly do? <laughs> like, you know, I there, mean,
1: to anybody but himself. Well, okay, Jesse. Well, I mean, he could to be run fair, into a
4: plane.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, geese. Geese run into a plane. Acting, you guys are acting <laughs> as if that literally just almost happened this week.
5: I'm just saying,
3: for the most part, how many times have you been afraid of jetpackers? Did you
1: see mm. this week in other flying news that uh, Amazon and other companies, uh, several other companies, all got approval for the drone delivery from the FAA? So, like, you know, that was announced a long time ago. They are actually, they got it approved. So it's going to be happening. We're like, little drones are going to be dropping off Amazon packages at your front door and flying off. Mm, I mean, I, I...
2: we're like I mean, living th- in the Jetsons right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right.
3: It's awesome. Uh,
2: and I, I,
3: and people who've listened to this podcast know this, but I am fundamentally against the FAA. I don't think airspace should be regulated. I think what? that if you're above All the right. ground, you are your own jurisdiction and let everyone flying around, zipping around, to figure it out.
1: Kristen, Jesse has, is a hard libertarian. He's, Jesse, he's this fine. is a
2: weird take. He's this is fine a really with the laws take. of the
1: land. <laughs> He feels like if you're, he, he understands there's laws of the land, but he mm-hmm. feels like if you jump up or you are off the land, laws don't apply to you. Technically.
2: No, we're just going to have like crashes in the air. We have it, to it, have it, law and order in the so, air. In the air. Jesse, if you
1: look at the Jetsons up in the air, they're,
3: they're, they're driving in rows and their little flying vehicles. Technically. A jump kick cannot be an assault. It happened in the air, and that's get me unregulated. Get out
5: of here! Get me out! Wilson, of no here.
4: I don't want to go on lawyer. Jesse, guys. You, at one point in time, I thought that you could be president, and I see now that that is not true. Hey, he'd still be a better president. I'm sorry. Oh my, he would. I still think he would, but I think this
2: is a terrible idea to go no, in the sky. Hey, I'm
4: never like flying. if face, Jesse becomes president, I'm never. That's flying. what made
3: me so excited. It's like you know what? If if you're telling me I, I'm on unregulated on my jetpack and I don't gotta do you know go all through this paperwork, you know for for to let the the government know of my of my zipping around, then Jetson. that makes j- it way more appealing. Jetpacks
1: are gonna be super dangerous mo- pretty soon because the skies are gonna be littered with these like little yes. flying packages, and you're gonna I'm be good. like bobbing and weaving all around them. Jesse, yeah, well. tell
2: the truth. Have you Googled? DIY jetpacks. Oh, of course it has. Oh. <laughs> no you have. As you look for you oh, like a recipe no online. Question. Yes. No question. Oh,
5: th- yeah, and,
3: and if it, it like there's only one thing, there's only one natural inclination I have above my desire to flaunt the freedom that the air gives, and that is laziness <laughs> and very, very poor engineering and math skills. So, <laughs> <Okay. that's, laughs>
5: so,
2: so it's your bad mouth skills that are so saving the, us from the your why, danger in yeah,
5: the air. Exactly. The reason
3: why
1: Tony Stark. Could could do it, it wasn't just because he was rich it was because he was if very you... driven and very
5: smart <laughs>
3: yeah <it> like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even I don't even I I remember I was telling somebody this like I before I moved my old house I I, I shouldn't say I, I don't know if this is getting me trouble or not. I, I hopefully no home inspectors are listening, but or fire marshals. But before we moves out of one of our old houses, I had to switch out an outlet in, in like a bathroom, you know, to, to get a GFCI. I know nothing about any of this. And but I was like, ah, I got it. I, I'm not gonna pay for this. You know, I who it's an outlet. How hard could it be? I, I did the whole thing. I, I there was more wires than I thought were going to be back there, and I just kind of made my best guesses. Screwed the little plate back on. Anyway, a day later, my wife was blow drying her hair, and she's like, "Jesse, you, you should come here. The wall's hot." I was like, "All right, okay." <laughs> like the drywall was actually hot to the touch. I was like, "You know what? Maybe shut that down, uh, and we'll we'll let the home inspector deal with this one." You know, I just don't have those type of skills. So for now, until if someone gifts gifts me a jetpack, then then I'll take it. But otherwise. You guys aren't in danger of me inventing my own. Yeah.
4: All right, what do you have, Derek? So I got a, I got an old Jesse too for this time and the, the, there they're go. real quick. So the first one is uh, OU and Missouri are playing their first game pretty soon, and if you want to watch it, it's going to be on pay per view. So what? Yeah. Pay per view? Yes, they're like, yo, we're doing pay per view for uh, Oklahoma and Why? the Missouri game because I, I'm assuming because there's no people are going to be in the stands so they they, they got to make, make money, money somewhere right, audience, right? Yeah. yeah so i am assuming that that's that so i well that's this is an interesting trend to watch because if this could really be frustrating if this sticks after the pandemic i heard i i heard this
1: morning uh here locally ucf uh football is doing 25% capacity at the stadium they announced it this morning mm-hmm. so they'll they'll do social distancing but they will have 25% But with that amount of ticket revenue lost, I think the football program will lose $14 million in gate receipts. That's what they said, 14 million. So, and they have to spend 2 million more in like safety measures for the athletes and stuff. so there's a net 16 million, but like, I don't know, big universities with a lot of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollar athletic budgets. It seems like you could absorb that for one season. Um, you don't need to go pay per view. That's weird. Yeah,
4: like, I, I think it's gonna. I think people. Are, I think it's gonna work. Honestly, really, people, people love their football. I think it's gonna uh, work. People will pay. Yeah, yeah I, I think go. it's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I just hope it doesn't stick. That's my thing. I just hope it doesn't stick. Because if it sticks, then that is gonna change things. Crazy. Well, yeah,
1: the good thing is that ESPN has contracts with the ACC, SEC. I mean, so they got the SEC network, ACC network. I mean, ESPN's yeah. not going that direction. They've got their advertising revenue. They've got to right. So thankfully, but I guess the big 12 and a lot of the schools, either PAC 12 also mm-hmm. announced they aren't even playing. So maybe yeah. so maybe some schools are going to play and they'll just do like one-off dates instead of playing the normal conference schedule or something. Yeah. I don't know.
4: So it'll be yeah. interesting thing to watch.
1: How are they going to name a national champion? If like They're half not- the conferences aren't playing.
4: They're not. Mm. They're not. They said, yeah, they said they're not going to uh, do any games this year, bowl games. So the mm. best you could do is win your conference if I your think conference so. is playing. Yeah, well, I think that's it. As of now, I think that's yeah. it where it's at right now. So uh, The second one I got is extremely funny to me. Dancing with the Stars is on its way back. And we got Nelly that's going to be on it.
5: Wow Which is going to be wow. dope.
4: And you got uh, my guy from Catfish, Nev. He's gonna be on it, <laughs> but here's what takes the cake: Carol Baskin is gonna be no. on it. Too. <laughs> like, really? Yes, it's so yes, Carol Baskin is <laughs> gonna she be on it. I gotta watch. I'm, look, I'm, I've never watched Dancing with the Stars ever. I'm watching it now. You know I need what, to though? see what Carol does.
1: <laughs> it's gonna add another layer of drama that if she loses or doesn't like the points or the judging yeah. vote, the judging. She may murder somebody oh.
4: She
3: might feed
2: somebody to a tire We don't
3: know <laughs> the, 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 It is taking The Dancing with the Stars thing uh, like. Todd, Todd Bears are on He's just gone one week I, I We know. don't know why it, it, like, I remember when it was just like, it was just your average C-lister. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I've been wondering what Herschel Walker has been up to. Oh, he's yeah. on Danza. Charles the Stars, Oakley's or, on it. I saw it because yeah, I read basketball. On it. It. Yeah. New York the, the, Knicks legend yeah. Charles yeah. Oakley. No. So that's uh, who you're looking for. Is <laughs> like yeah. old the, the guy athlete. who yeah. played Carlton on Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. oh, that's, that's cool. Oh, Tony Danza. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen that guy in a while. You know, now it's like, oh, this is someone who was made famous for a docu-series that strongly impo- implied she Murdered her husband and fed him to live tigers. Uh, That's I don't. It. That's I, don't right. I, Claim I, I feel a little weird, uh, but, you know, again, guilty until proven innocent. Uh, but uh, it seems like an odd direction for, for Daniels to the watch the that stars.
1: series again. It was like a lifetime ago that I told Hey, four should, months ago. No, they, you know, they,
3: they, they should just Life into Life was that, different
1: back then. You listen, know, like,
3: they they should have just leaned into I would be much more inclined to watch an all Tiger King edition of Dancing with the Stars than I would uh, just with Carol Baskins. That would like, be
2: amazing. Jesse, would that one dude,
1: Jesse, that one dude had no legs. He, he lost his legs. Uh, that's mean, man. He was, he was, he
3: he was great on his feet. Like I would watch that. I would watch that. Hey, Kristen, you're, would you rather see like now, like what they do now, which is like former athletes and old pop stars and 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 sitcom personalities, or an All Tiger King?
2: Oh, All Tiger King, all the way. I'm with yeah.
3: it. I'm with it. All right. What do you have Kristen?
2: Well, I'm just going to bring the mood down right now. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse, who is the teenager uh, who imagined himself some kind of Patriot protector. Um, and you know, he went to Kenosha, went to a black lives matter protest, ended up shooting three people with a very large gun strapped to the front of his chest that he walked around with all evening. Um, a Christian fundraising site has now raised over three hundred thousand dollars for this individual.
4: I don't know <laughs> the, the, There's no hate so, like Christian love. There's no hate like Michael. Christian love.
2: I need someone to explain this to me because
1: if right wing media is making him out to be a martyr. I know like he like he stood up when when nobody else would but and how we does need that to support can, him
3: but but how does that get conflated with christianity right like right? I, you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like if there are groups that hold certain political ideologies that uh, you know they're like oh we we have to we have to support the, you know this radical on our side or what's or whatever like uh, okay like that's still r- r- very concerning but how does it get conflated with faith you know what i mean like but that's un-
2: unfortunately, we we've been watching this happen for the last decade, that faith and nationalism have somehow become these partners. Right. That we're we're watching. A lot of Christians put their politics in front of their faith and politics have been bastardized. You know, the Republican Party has been bastardized for the last several years. And so now all of a sudden it is. And I think what is so wild to me about all of this is, you know, Trump is preaching law and order, and yet this is a 17-year-old with a gun, which is illegal, right? So shouldn't this be something that is being, I mean, the the killing, obviously, aside, shouldn't even just his presence at this thing with a gun be denounced as illegal? Are we for law and order or not? Which I mean, I'm asking that obviously hypothetically because I think we know that there's just a ton of hypocrisy.
4: Now let's now let's now let's juxtapose this with unarmed black guy, yeah, getting shot, and it's like right. Now let's look at his criminal record, and let's say if you would have just followed the law, you wouldn't have got shot. But then let's find this white kid who just. Killed two people and blew another guy's arm off, and right. we're making him into a saint. Well, we're not, but yeah. Yeah. the are. Yeah. evangelical crowd, the conservative crowd, the faith-based crowd is like, "Oh no, let's not! No, he's just a good, just a good boy that was just protecting himself, even though he was seventeen with a freaking AR." Like right, yeah. like it's like no, and it's not, drove in
2: from another state. Drove in
4: from like, another state, yeah. like. But you know, hey, you know, let's not. What where I'm like? Where is to keep that same energy? Like, where this mm-hmm. the energy's different when it's a white kid, but when it's a black kid, it's like. Oh, well, you know, he stole bubblegum back in the fifth grade. He deserved to die, you know.
2: Well, there was a really poignant side by side of news stories, you know, where <laughs> when we have a a, a black man who shot the immediate story is, you know, he had a record or mm-hmm. he was high at the time. And then, you know, the news stories of Kyle is like, here's a picture of him scrubbing a wall, like as if right. that <laughs> makes any difference. Yeah, like said, the the, said, the kid came and shot people.
1: I saw somebody on Twitter say, if a 17-year-old armed with an AR roamed the hallways of a school and somebody, you know, the students are all hiding and somebody tried to stop him by throwing a bag at him and then the person who threw the bag got shot and then other students ran out and tried to tackle him to stop him and one of those students got shot, the story would be very different
2: they but would that's be exactly the what yeah.
1: happened yeah yes in this situation he went looking for trouble and mm-hmm. he went
2: looking for trouble and by the time he was attacked by the guy with the skateboard he'd already shot someone so yeah. you know i just try to imagine my you know i have been to many black lives protests and i try to imagine myself in that situation watching someone shoot someone i think everyone in the crowd would be thinking disarm this person get this right. person down right which is what they did and then to hold this kid up as the hero as opposed to the people trying to disarm him right uh i just it i i will never forget what is happening right now like i will i will just never be able to get over the behavior of some christians right now and i'm a christian you know but it just I am so baffled and disappointed. I can't even see straight. It, it, yeah.
3: And I the the other element too. It's like that's how. So so hypothetically or not hypothetically, realistically, what it literally has happened? is Christians are 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 giving money to to this you know kid who who shot and killed at least one person, you know to to for his like legal defense. That's the best way that they feel like they can get, you know, if they're like, oh, what's my charitable donations this right? month? You know, like mm. we, we, if Christians had the power to raise it within the course of a week, yeah. $300,000, who even knows if, you know, that's even needed for this kid? You know what I mean? Like financially, like who, – who, th- certainly there are way better things you can donate towards that are going to actually make an impact in people's lives. It's like just the fact that it's like, you know, you, you hear all the time about these, you know, uh, issues that are happening at like food pantries and, and different communities where that have been hit particularly hard economically by, by the pandemic. It's like, why can't we just, if people have that kind of money just to give, why can't they just give it to something that's actually going to help people? you know, yeah, and not inflame crazy ideology.
2: Well, and I mean, it, you know, and, and I think, too, back to the Republican National Convention where they had that couple that came out with guns in front of their house, you know, pointing guns at peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters. Like, why are we elevating people who are bringing a level of violence to this like why why would that be heroic that's really concerning to me like that yeah. is making me lose faith in humanity
1: yeah, yeah. well debbie downer
2: yeah you're welcome
3: <laughs> no but no but but
1: i, I,
2: I
3: it's good that we're talking about it it's good that Absolutely. you know like it it's almost it, it's almost like you're waking up in like a different reality. Sometimes it's like, wait, yeah. this is actually happening right now. You know, it, like, it does feel that way. You know, we're talking about armed, armed, you know, wannabe vigilantes in 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 the streets taking lives and inflaming, mm. uh, you, you know, tensions in 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 communities they don't even live in, and and that's what Christians are giving money towards. It it, it is. It's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean. Let's step up and give a ton of money to
3: causes we feel should be representative of our faith. It's like this, you know, Bannon and those guys that raise millions of dollars because people wanted to fund a wall. Obviously, they, they were, you know, they were being scammed. That's what the, the you know, charges that those guys are facing now say. But it's like, who's giving money for this stuff? Like, who honestly is, is like, oh, I'm just going to break out the credit card and give $300 for people to build. A- it's like, what, what is happening right it. now? It's, it's the,
2: you know? the racists.
4: They're doing
3: it.
2: It's the, it's the racists ra- racist
3: are doing I, it. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: That, that is the answer. You
1: know. <laughs> Active, participatory <laughs> Racism Yeah Alright That'll do it for Slices It's
5: summer of the bus, girl But you like my long hair Red flags to the pixie bags
1: you're listening to lovely the band the song is buzz cut which is what i should probably get because my hair is really floppy because of the pandemic well grammy nominated hillsong young and free just released their fourth career album all of my best friends since forming in 2013 young and free's music has amassed get this more than 1.2 billion streams and they've sold over 700,000 units that's nuts Uh, Their goal for this new album is to release an infection of joy, they said, and that's what we talked to them about. Here's our conversation with Hillsong Young and Free.
0: We just didn't know if it was the right time to release so we just felt like we we wanted to wait till the appropriate time to to release it and so we um we just wait we waited on it and uh, then you know obviously the racial tensions and all the things all the things of 2020 um culminating and 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 then so we, we've just got to the stage uh, just recently where we're like, okay, we really feel like this is the right time. The album is filled with so much joy. There's so there's such a sense of um, just, just praise and it's very up-tempo. And when we recorded it, it felt like a huge party. And so it, it was really important to us to put it out into the world when it felt right. And we feel like now is a beautiful time to kind of I guess bring an injection of joy into the world um, and yeah so it's been quite a lengthy process for us it, it's taken a, a long time <laughs> to get to this point uh, and yet we have no regrets we feel like we feel like God has orchestrated this all together uh, perfectly. Never,
5: never have-
0: You know what I love about, um, what I love is that, you know, we could have never imagined the turn of events that would follow when we recorded and released this album, but the beauty of like digging deep into the presence of God and hearing from heaven is that you write prophetically and you write into, into the times. And I really believe that God, um, He he dropped. He just dropped these songs from heaven into our hearts, and and to see how timely they are um, is just amazing. It's such a yeah. It just reminds us of God's faithfulness. her single best friend, the, the line is, I don't want to be on my phone, but I can't be alone. And I think just kind of challenging the status quo, um, kind of speaking directly into these things that are consuming our culture, um, that consume so much of um, who we are as humanity in 2020 is just, you know, it's very direct, but I think it's very intentional. And at the end of the day, Um, we're capturing people's attention ultimately just to turn their eyes towards Jesus who is the answer Um, and and so in that sense I think you know we want to we want to reach young people we want to capture their their attention and so speaking directly into those things um, it's I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like important to us as much as it's the natural uh, the natural outflowing of, of what took place when we began to write with young people in mind Jesus, you're There's a song on the album that I love called new thing. And, um, the chorus, you know, the chorus is, um, you're not, you're not done with me. You're doing a new thing. And I just keep on holding up, holding onto that. You know, obviously that's a, a reference from Isaiah 48, where it says, behold, um, I am doing a new thing. Will you not perceive it? Um, roads in, in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, and i just think that if like god is doing a new thing in our midst he's also making a way and i think that i think that's what i'm um, holding on to that that god's making a way and that that the the hopes and the dreams that we have uh, even for young and free, um, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose, and so we're just looking for those early signs of his plans and purposes. Will it look like touring the album? We're not sure um, at this stage, you know. But we're just, we're just, we're just waiting, and we're um, responding, and we're, um, you know, innovating and, and trying to think of, um, you know, ways that we can keep connecting with people. And um, yeah, we're just open to whatever the future looks like. My God, my God.
1: I was young and free. Make sure to check out their new album, All of My Best Friends, wherever you get your music. Listening to Circa Waves featuring Alfie Templeman. Song is Lemonade. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, for the question of the week, we asked you, uh, Jesse played a super awkward clip from the Republican National Convention where the guy, the delegate, got all flustered when the camera was on him and he said he nominates Donald J. President and uh, Donald John President. And um, it got us thinking about funny, awkward. Clips. And so we asked you for the question of the week to send us your favorite awkward or funny audio clips on the internet. You guys did not disappoint. You hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast. Here are some of our favorites. Okay, so normally we would all take turns reading or whatever. What I'm just going to do is I'm just going to Clark, our producer has selected kind of maybe the three best ones of all the ones you sent in. So we'll just toss to them. So here's one from Stroop Ben on Twitter. It's called worst church singer. Ever.
5: This is one that also uh, my friends at my hometown church, Gospel Light Baptist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina, has uh, really made uh, their top choice. So therefore, we're going to finish off with this one. It's called Looking for a City. I didn't know you was going to start out with it. Looking for a city built above
4: looking
5: for a city where I'll
4: we'll never die Good gracious <laughs> So no
3: key left
5: behind.
3: <laughs> See, I always say, I always put myself in the position of like an American Idol judge. I feel yeah. like we've all been taught. And sometimes I want to look at Simon and be like, Simon Cal, you're a big jerk. I would tell this guy like, keep getting after it, man. Like, do your own thing. Like, you, you know, there, you, some, there is like genres of like weird indie rock where you just make kind of cool noises. It doesn't matter if it's on key. It doesn't matter if it's rhythm. doesn't matter if you jumped right in. Just kind of this noise rock thing just go get it man you do you good for that kid good for that kid clark i disagree with the listener good for him he's doing him
4: there man, is. Man. Mm. that's
1: tough there's a lot of bad church singing videos on the internet that one's right up there
5: that's My fine.
2: favorite, though, is him blaming the pianist at the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know you were going to. I mean, oh, otherwise yeah. I'd be singing. You're not going to count it off? You're not going to count it off now? <laughs> yeah. Totally.
3: A one, two, three. Again, a one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: So here's one uh, that Berto Santiago sent in. It's called Pastor Punches Kid in the Chest. Mm. Okay. He was just, he was a nice kid, but he was one of those kids that was always just, he's a real smart aleck. He was, just, was, was a bright kid which didn't help things, right? It made them more dangerous. And we were outside one day, youth group, and uh, he was just just trying to push my buttons, and he was just, you know, kind of not taking the Lord serious. And I walked over to him, and I went, bam! I punched him in the chest as hard as I, I crumpled the kid.
4: I just crumpled him. And I said, I leaned over, and I said, Ben, when are you going to stop playing games with God?
3: <laughs> he just confessed to an assault right there you, like because it's, like, like, it's like
2: actual spiritual abuse
3: yeah. it's that. like uh, is that a threat right now because you literally just punched me in the chest so
4: bro if uh, I was that kid bro I'm getting paid buddy <laughs> I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm suing I, that pastor. Hey, but totally. they're gonna name the church Derek Minor of First Baptist <laughs> Church after this is over with. Pastor, you just Run crumpled
3: it. me, man. What's up with that?
4: Yeah. Run it. I hear a lot of
1: a lot of jaded, you know, 20, 30 somethings grew up in the church. They they got like church wounds, you know, like emotional scars from spiritual manipulation and stuff like that.
5: Dang. That's another level. That's, That's crazy. I mean, that
1: sort of spiritual manipulation that that pastor would go and assault a kid who's just trying to figure out life, man. What? The, oh, that makes me so mad. That grieves me. Ugh.
3: All right, here's another if I, one. If I were that kid, I would have jump kicked him, and that way I am above the law. <laughs> quite literally at that quite point. <laughs>
2: Jet packed away. Exactly. Yeah. What
3: now, pastor? <laughs> Take this seriously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Kay-yah>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, what would you
1: do if you were the parents of that kid though and he came home with a
4: bruise and told you cracked sternum I'm getting told, paid that's what I'm uh-huh. doing yeah. I'm getting paid I'm like oh you guys want to give me several million dollars thanks yeah, I would yeah, go I full it.
2: Karen on that situation I would to, use bro. my Karen powers yeah. for good
4: you got
0: honestly
3: to. it makes me want to go to a rich church and like pick a fight with a pastor and will <laughs> yes. strike me punch <laughs> me in my chest
4: it's here for you but you're pretty right. bad about
3: that stuff I said about God, Pastor, huh? Why don't you just punch me? Punch me right in the chest. Really crumple <laughs> me. Right here. I need some witnesses. Come on, everyone.
1: Alright, here's the last one we're going to play. Tanner Battles uh, sent this one in. It's called Boneless Chicken Wings.
7: My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants, and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a so city... So he's at a, he's at a city council meeting? Me. Yeah. Excuse me. Sure. Come on. I propose that we, as a city, remove the name Boneless Wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos, I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches, I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from, it grows on bones. You need to teach. Them OK, to the, 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 the,
3: the reason this why is this is it. funny <laughs> is because it's not that far from like a while ago I was reading. I can't do some news site where like lobbyists from the dairy industry made lawmakers pass a law that in order for a product to be technically called milk, because I guess they were mad at d- soy milk almond coming milk at them. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, almond yeah. milk Oat or whatever. Milk and,
1: yeah, yeah, That
3: literally, this is how powerful actual lobbyists are in this country. Because they they were proposing to pass a law, which might have passed, that in order to legally be called milk, it had to have come from a hooved animal. And it's like, I've never thought about milk this much. But like, they, why does that need to be a law? This... Uh, Clip is so funny because it's like this is actually what most of governance is, in my opinion. It's just like passing laws just to pat the backs of big dairy and you know, boneless <laughs> I, chicken. I
1: think this guy just tried to go viral and he did this. As no,
3: yeah, I think so like, too. He, he's poking them, right? <laughs> of course, he I, is. I, I, I think he is too, but I also think like it's so close to reality, it is. That yes. it, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that that's why it works. You know,
4: yeah, yeah, it seemed like they were trying to remove him so he's like he's like no 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 give me my time like yeah (laughs) i'm a tax-paying citizen that's what's the best part of hypothetically (laughs) (laughs)
3: Hypothetically, i pay my taxes and i deserve to be here (laughs) well
2: we have some guys locally that do this they go to city council meetings and they just say absurd things they're on youtube it's called chad goes deep and it's hysterical there I mean you they go. show up because they have to give them three minutes in the meetings yeah. <laughs> they show up to school board <laughs> meetings city council <laughs> meetings and argue for like like re, They want to rename the cultural center after Tom Cruise. I mean, just like the most absurd stuff and the people just have to sit there sit and there. listen to it. It's amazing. <laughs> this so
1: is uh, Le- Leslie nopes's town hall meetings at on Parks and Rec were yeah. pretty accurate. How yeah, crazy probably. people show up and request crazy things. All right, there's a lot more where that came from. If you want to check out, go click out, uh, click on all the links and the replies on the relevant podcast Twitter account. It's pretty funny. Okay, it's time for this week's Okay, so we just heard, just heard the inspiration for this week's question of the week. Uh, The guy goes to the city council meeting advocating for a law, citywide law, to outlaw the term boneless chicken wings because they're just chicken tenders. Um, We want to know what is the weirdest law you think should actually be on the books. Hit us up uh, on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can message us on the Relevant Magazine Instagram account. And we'll read our favorites on uh, next week's show. I'll
3: throw out one, okay. Cargo shorts illegal. They're depressing <laughs> to see. Every time I see someone in cargo shorts, I just get bummed out for some but reason. The
2: pockets—they're very useful.
3: Four.
1: Uh, early I- Derek Miner
2: was wearing Blue some change. cargo
1: shorts and ripped them oh. in the middle of a performance.
4: We yeah, those fortuitous. Chinos. No, chinos. What's the difference? Chinos. A- oh, oh, yeah. pants. The difference. Yeah. oh, pants. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't well, put you the said cargo. chinos. I was, think, I was nope. thinking you were talking about tan cargo shorts. No, no, no. Don't put no cargo shorts on me, big dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I got more sauce than that, dog. I got more sauce than that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking like 2006. No, uh, bro. Uh, nah, bro. Okay. I, even 2006, we weren't wearing all the pockets.
5: too many
1: pockets pockets. so jesse you're saying outlaw all cargo shorts it's
3: just time it's just time their time has come it's the right move let's move on america so
1: for more suggestions of laws of that ilk not laws like you know ban racism and things like you know 17 year olds carrying ars and being vigilantes we're not talking about that we're talking about like banning cargo shorts that
3: type yeah. of stuff, yeah. Those types of no one laws. No needs that many pockets. No one needs that many pockets. <laughs> Get a bag at that point. A fanny pack. Get something to carry things. If if you got that, if you need that many pockets, you know that's <laughs> all I'm saying.
1: All right, it is up. Okay, thanks to Hillsong Young and Free for joining us. Make sure to check out their new album, All of My Best Friends. It's out now. Also, head over to RelevantMagazine.com and check out the new issue. It is there. We have Maverick City Music on the cover. We also have other great content, which we told you about earlier. Don't miss it. The new era of Relevant is here. Go check it out at relevantmagazine.com. And thanks to you, Kristen Howerton, for sitting in. Make sure to check out uh, more about her counseling book and podcast at kristenhowerton.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner.
2: I'm Kristen Howerton.
1: We will see you on Friday. Have a good week,
5: everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, check out our relevant podcast network, featuring shows like Relevant Daily, Signs of Life, Unedited, and many more launching throughout the year.
3: Take this seriously. Kya!
5: Relevant Podcast Network